on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports. Another and edition. Real stuff. You know I'm like brother Moot when it comes. You know I'm like the new York, <laughs> York niggas when it comes. You know they battle rap, but I'm more like them them New York niggas when it comes to sports. Boy, you already know. I'm ready. I'm ready. Speaking of that, I know you're ready for Sunday, meaning that you guys play against the Pittsburgh, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, come to Baltimore, MNT Bank Stadium. So I know you're pumped up about this particular game. Not only is it a divisional game, it's a robbery. So Big talk to me. Talk to me right now about this. Man, you know, I already know for years you've been around me for about about 10 years now, you know, I pr- I'm all about my Baltimore Ravens, man. And um, this is going to be a tough game. Um, we 5-1, and one, but this is a rivalry. But my Ravens, man, we playing on Russell Street, South Baltimore. But this game, Pittsburgh is a great team. You know, I'm a sports guy, and we need some wide receiver. I just hope that we show up and show out. I'm. I mean, that's my team. I'm. A, I'm. I'm a die true Raven fan. And but I just think with Pittsburgh, if we can control their blitz and Lamar do what he do, he complete some passes. And I don't even know if Dez Bryant gonna um uh, is he gonna dress out tonight? I mean, tomorrow, um Sunday. But I hope we win. Is it gonna be a tough game? It's, this is gonna be a tough because Pittsburgh ain't no joke. Pittsburgh ain't no joke. But this and this is first time. That Lamar playing against Big Ben, so Big Ben got something to prove. Even though he's a Hall of Famer, I just hope my boy Lamar, um, J.K. Dobb, a running back, the rookie running back for Ohio State, Mark Ingram, Hollywood Brown, all our skill players on the offense show up. The defense is gonna show up. It's gonna be a physical game, very physical, very physical. I mean, this is gonna be a, a dog fight. But I just got that feeling. We we're gonna pull it out. Is it gonna be by field goal? And I just hope we control the game. So we playing home. I hope we just don't make a lot of turnovers. Cause you know in football, that can happen in the rival game. I just want to see a physical physical game and I hope we come off come off top. But Pittsburgh, that's a great team in P on PA. That's a great team that Mark Tibble got. Mike Tibble got. That's a great team. And this besides Kansas City. This is our test right here. This is our test Sunday. If we can beat them next week, but I just hope that we can get a wide receiver. Like we get the wide receiver um um tell the um the wide receiver from the middle so Vikings. That's all we missing, man. We just paid Ryan Stanley. Um and our cornerback, Humphrey got paid, Jimmy Smith, uh, everybody just performed, man. Patrick Quinn, you my you my guy, you the next Ray Lewis. Now for LSU, baby. This this what hey this your moment right here of all my young boys on them Ravens baby we dogs but this our game here this the game this the game son and I got the feeling man 
I got a feeling it's going to go down to the wire. I feel I just got a feeling it's going to be 24 21 or 17 24. It's going to be a dog fight. I see it's going to be a dog fight. I'm just hoping. My turn now, I guess, because you didn't pretty much broke it down. <clears throat> this is the thing, man, like with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are really good. I'm going to talk about Pittsburgh Steelers on two things. Two things right now. One, it's amazing how well they play with Big Ben and Chelsea. When Big Ben doesn't suit up, like literally doesn't suit up, they are awful. God awful. My next question is, what are they going to do when Big Ben retires? Because I've been seeing the guys that they had as backups, and it ain't good. It ain't nothing I want. Then again, I don't know, because I know our backups for the 49, Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard are bad. But I'm looking at, like, what are they going to do when Big Ben decides to hang it up? He already was preaching that, was it this summer or the summer before? He thinking about contemplating retirement. If he gets a chance to get even close to the Super Bowl this year, he may retire. The only time, and I'm going to be honest, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers overall from every other position has been good. Even last year, they were really good in these positions. The difference is they have Big Ben. But I'm going to go with this now, Corey. I'm going to go with this, baby. Like, Big Ben just vibe with his energy on the field gives them the energy to win. Like, Big Ben had a horrible game last week. Not horrible. He had three interceptions. They still won. Dude missed a field goal. At the end of the day, Big Ben was suited up, and it was like, and Big Ben even looked like, yo, I can't believe we won this game. I can't believe we didn't even go into overtime. I can't believe you pulled it off because I, I really didn't play with it. Even if Big Ben plays bad, even if Big Ben plays bad, it's a different energy in that locker room. They still find a way to win. That's the crazy part. If the two backups that they have, Mason Rudolph or the other guy, I think it's Hodges, play bad, they're going to lose automatically. But even if Big Ben plays bad, they win. So I ask myself, like, can these guys, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to do? I didn't even want to say these guys. What are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to do when Big Ben decides to hang it up? Is it rebuild? I ain't gonna say rebuild because you really don't need necessarily you don't need necessarily rebuild because you got good defense. Mason, you got you got you got you got weapons, but I don't trust Mason. I don't trust Mason. This ain't Oklahoma State Mason where you in the the Big Twelve but you got to score point for point. He couldn't even do that last year. The team was really good last year on the defensive end, but when your quarterback is doing the worst, or the team just doesn't rally around you. It makes you feel different, you know? Like, it makes you feel like, I don't know. So now you got to think they're going to draft off potential. They're going to get a key veteran after Big Ben retired. All that. I know I'm saying, I know people are saying, let's just worry about this year because they're being here. That's all that matters. I get that. But I'm also saying, like, you had the same team last year, and it went nowhere. So Big Ben's vibe or energy in the locker room matters. So that's one part. Now I'm gonna go to the defense. Defense is a, the defense has been playing lights out. Okay. Yeah. Hold up. I'm just saying they've been playing lights out somewhere. All right, now this is the tricky part. I remember when the 49ers were lights out last year on defense and they went against a Lamar Jackson. I don't care how lights out the Pittsburgh Steelers are. This offense alone is tricky. It's tricky because you got a mobile quarterback, read option. 
I've seen times where literally Lamar Jackson put the whole ball in the Mark Ingles in them chest where the numbers are at, right? And he yanks it, right? I mean, he puts it all the way in and make you think he's going to get the ball, and then when he feel like they're coming, he yanks it. That's why Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, your team offense is so successful, because he knows how to put it all the way in. Something like Tarver High Football, man. We from Tarver, North Carolina. Well, technically, you're not. You're from Greenville, and you've been in D.C., but I'm from Tarver, North Carolina. We do a lot of faking in high school football with the, the, the T-formation. He, he literally puts it all the way in there. They spread you out. He puts it there, and if he feels like his running back about to get killed, he may let his running back in the read option. Just take the hit. He takes it out. And a guy with that type of speed can take it for distance. He's a game-changing quarterback, not from the arm perspective, Lamar Jackson, from the faking perspective. But the crazy part is that Louisville, he threw the ball a lot. But this offense right here, man, he can put it all the way in there into the chest of the numbers and yank it just like that. That is absolutely hard to defend scientifically because no matter how good Pittsburgh is, they can say they can hit everybody. But you know in this league now, it's an offensive league, and you hit the guy wrong, it's a whole nother game. And that's the thing that Pittsburgh has to deal with this Sunday that's going to be tough for them to defend is that read option play. If this is any other pro standard formation, pro NFL guys who run a standard offense as a pro offense, Pittsburgh can handle that. But this offense alone is going to be hard to stop because of what they do. And with a player like Lamar Jackson is there, then if he fakes it, he throws it. And wait, Pittsburgh wait. is a is a rinse. They are a Red stop defense, but it's hard to stop it when you're faking it like that. All right. All right. All right. So that's what I'm going at with that. So how do you feel about it? How I feel about that, me being a Raven, I've been a Raven since 1997. I used to, before y'all know, I used to live in Maryland. Um, <laughs> just live in Maryland years ago. Um, and my whole family, my baby brother, all of us are Ravens. Um, you know, we had D.C. Baltimore ties. So. But as a Raven fan, I think that we is a great team, great organization. I think we hardcore. I just think that we is missing, like I said, wide receiver. You know but your saying? defense is good, though, Corey. Like, your defense ain't, ain't bad. Like, it's, it's a team. Our defense. Ain't like it used to be. I remember when our defense was number one. Well, nobody had Ray Lewis and them guys, man. That's that's different. But I'm talking about for the league we playing in. It's good for the league we playing in. Now, we ain't gonna put it compared to Ray Lewis and the boys. We know that. <laughs> as me being a Raven, Patrick Quinn. As me being an almost sports guy, and that's my team. I speak as greatness. And every year, I want us to go to the Super Bowl, AFC Championship. That's all I want because that's my team. And I feel like we talented. Right. To get to the Super Bowl is just the fact plays. Because when you play, you know, I played football all my life in Pitt County. Um, so when you playing a physical team like a team that mirror you, Pittsburgh, and that's our rival, that's just like, that's our rival. It's just like playing like former Central, Rose, or whatever. That's a rival. So it's going to be a get-up game. But at the end of the day, turnovers. I just want us to play real physical football and perfection. 
But I just with Lamar, like you said, but sometimes I want my boy, and that's my quarterback, they, they read sometimes. He don't read. He just take off running. But I'm be honest, man. Like, you know, he does need to learn that to to take his game to his quarterback ability to another level. But it's hard to stop it. The only team that really stopped it or, or contained it was Kansas City because all it takes is it's it's a Lamar thing. Lamar can win, Lamar can lose the game. Meaning, like when they play against Kansas City, that game, he didn't score on certain drives. Kansas City took advantage of it, and that's a high scoring offense. But can he get better? Yes. Greg Norman is his offensive coordinator. Greg Norman tries to play to what he does best without, like, saying, hey, look, you need to improve in this area. That's the problem. But until somebody really says you need to do this and work on this, we're fine. But they did say also, I seen John Harbaugh saying something about, like, want to get him, you know, more into the passing game. You know, being able to get the football out. Because if, if Lamar Jackson has a deadly passing game with him in the pocket with his ability, I really think it's going to be unfair. I think it's going to be hard to stop this guy because his ability to run and throw the ball like that, I mean, like throw it like typical quarterbacks, roll out. You know how quarterbacks roll out the pocket or about to take off, but they stop and like say, no, I ain't going to take this. I'm going to just make this throw. That's going to make him just as dangerous as Patrick Mahomes. Regardless of what people say, if he can develop that skill set that Patrick Mahomes got, you're looking at a whole different type of beast in Lamar Jackson. Here's what prime with my team with both. <clears throat> it's the thing that this game will really get, it's going to be get down to the nitty-gritty because <laughs> you said anything about our tight ends. I feel like some of the best tight ends in the league, like more you hands. I'm the best. You ain't got the best because – Kelsey and Kittle are the best. Let's be clear about that. We got to set. I've got to set. That's the the more the story is, them Ravens, baby, we coming. And we hate to be overlooked. We hate to be overlooked. Everybody talking about Kansas City, Seattle. We hate to be overlooked. But this is the game that we're going to really gonna give us our identity. Because as us five and one, I feel like we should be undefeated, but we play Kansas City. And I feel like me. As a Baltimore Raven and a sports guy, I don't think we playing that good because our wide receivers ain't really running no good routes. Like Mal Borkin, he's suspect. He getting ready to get traded. I hope so. They ain't running good routes, and that's why he. But with Lamar, we got a we got an MVP quarterback, and when you got Lamar, and I want us to get J.K. more touches because he that young boy from Ohio State. He's the next Ray Rice. He can re- remind me of Ray Rice, man. Without the the, the whatever he did, yes, was a running back. Kamar Ingram on the downside. So J.K. Dobbs, the rookie out of Ohio State, we need he need to get the ball at least 15, 10, 15 times, or put a run, run a jumbo package with him, Hollywood Brown, and Willie Sneed, and more Ingram single back. And then you got Lamar coming in the shotgun. That's gonna be hard to deal with Sunday. That's what I picture Baltimore because I I already analyzed my team because we got so much speed, but we just got no outside. We don't have them. Every NFL team, Brian, got an outside. We the only team that don't have no vertical. Everybody else, they unattainable. They just fast like Hollywood Brown. Antonio Brown, cousin, he's fast. 
But he's not, how can you have an outside if you have a quarterback that throws the deep ball? You got to be realistic here. When you look at the strategy, like I, I get it where Greg Roman was coming from. You saying we need a deep ball threat, or we need a guy on the outside? But he probably looking at we looking at a, we run an offense that that can't be stopped at times. Read option here. Let's go. Let's let Lamar Jackson run. Sometimes we let the running backs run. You don't want to have a good receiver out there in an offense like that. Prime example, like I was telling you earlier, that 49ers have a chance to pick up Michael Thomas. Not saying they're going to do it because they probably won't because he's on a rookie contract. You don't want to bring a receiver that needs the ball to a team that likes to run a lot of fakes and run the ball. That makes a receiver who likes to catch the football very mad. Not the way that they're saying they're not a team player, but you got to be realistic. If they're a good guy, if they're a guy who likes to test the ball, not even saying nothing, of course, if they have a chance at free agency, they're going to go to a team that throws the ball. Prime example, Emmanuel Sanders, even though we won, even though we went to the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, but they really don't throw the ball, but they win it, so I get that concept. I'm not disrespecting what they're doing, but I want to go somewhere where I can test the ball. So it's more of an I thing. So you're asking a guy who can catch the ball on the outside to be there, I get what you're saying for respect things so late. At least you can say you can't gang up on the run because, you know, we have this person here, so you got to respect this receiver here. But those receivers that are in that position probably like, I don't want to be no decoy. I want to catch the football, and I want plenty of touches. They want to have games like eight receptions, 140 yards. Those are the type of games the receivers going to have. They're not going to have that type of game with Lamar Jackson. Unless they just get a big game in the game. Let's say Lamar Jackson just make one play action. He actually throws in the ball. And they go, along this is for That's going to be tough, man, in the offense that you're running in Baltimore. But I think that with my team, I think Lamar can go down. He can be a, a, like something like Michael Vick. Right. I, I think you remember when Michael Vick, something like Michael Vick. Michael, they put the pieces around Michael Vick. Right. Now, and you have Ward done. And that's what J.K. done. That's, I think so. And I like Greg Roman. But if we get a number one rival, Steve, I think we can win multiple Super Bowls. We're just Kansas City. And I wait. But I feel as Lamar Patrick Mahomes got better weapons. He got better weapons. Than but our defense, our defense, our front four is unbelievable. But it ain't to the point where, the, where I've been covering Baltimore, my team, for years. I want us to be like, it won't nobody to get no running back got a hundred yards. See, Derrick Henry is different now. It just I just I, with my team, I just want my team to just just be all on paper. Everything locked in. The receiving core. Everything locked in with the Baltimore Ravens. That's what I want. Cause last year we was good, but this year, every year you want to get better. Right, right. Every year you want to get better if you want to be like that. That's how back in the day when Dallas came. <clears throat> Troy Aitman, Mark Ingram, they had an offensive line. And the offensive line is not great. Our offensive line is suitable for Lamar Jackson. But it's going to be a tough for the tough. It's going to come a time where he's going to start going to get to him because Michael Vick was like that. Ran, ran, ran. Right, and right. Throw sometimes read and throw and throw that. Show the, show the world you can throw for 250, 300 right. yards. And I feel like he get the weapons like the, all the other NFL teams have. I think he can do it. He ain't got to use his feet. Read sometimes in though. But the, with that option, with the spread option, and the, and the wishbone that we run, because that's all they're running, the spread. Right. He can do that. And they really running as a college, high school offense. That's what we running. 
But spread it out and get in the pro set, I think he can do some great things with his arm and feet. Because this NFL time, and I'm all for Lamar Jackson. You got to throw the ball. Because I'm last. It's going to take one hit for my boy, and I'm a Raven. It's going to take one hit. He, he ain't really been touched like that. Because he's, 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 he's something serious. But when he get touched like that, he's going to have to learn the read because he needs some playmakers. That's why I'm happy we got Dez Bryant. But Dez Bryant, we're going to use him just like a tight end. That's what's going to happen because we got Hollywood Brown. We need a big number one like A.J. Green. Julio Jones can really show Lamar Jackson how to be a quarterback. Use a superstar anyway. Now we're going to take you to another level. That's all he missed. It. That's all he missed. It. That's all he missed. It. That's when John Harbaugh, you know, Greg Roman, then they can change their offense through the book for Lamar and a big play wide receiver. Because all NFL teams have that. It's just He's he's just good. He's just a good quarterback, and I think he can do. Be I think he is one of a kind. He's one of a kind. He's one of a kind. No doubt about that. With that being said, we're gonna go to another robbery, man. While we have time, because we'll talk about we'll come back to this conversation on predictions a little later in the show. Um, <clears throat> Seattle versus San Francisco. Like it's only two games that really matter to me this week in Week Eight that really like catch my eye, and. These two, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and now it's San Francisco versus Seattle. Um, watching this game, but first of all, I'm gonna get your thoughts first. Who do you who do you feel gonna win this game? It's gonna be a tough game, man. Russell Wilson is something serious. It ain't gonna be no tough tough game because it's gonna be spooky. Because Russell Wilson, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good division game for y'all, but it's gonna be kind of spooky for y'all. I don't know, Prime, because I'm a big <laughs> That seems like any other time I told you, like, you already know who's going to win. This game right here could go either way. It's like it's tricky. So, like, if you're a betting guy, if you're in Las Vegas, this is not the game to be trying to figure your numbers because you just don't know the numbers that over and under. It's, we don't know. But go ahead. But with this game, this is going to be a kind of iffy game because I'm a big. I like Russell Wilson. He can do. He's a one man band. You got DK Metcalf. I love DK Metcalf. Right. Um, um, and I'm a Dallas Forty Nine fan, so I'm gonna let that let be clear. I don't love him because who he is, but I'm just saying. And um, I love I love sports. Yeah, and um, I just you know I got Seattle. This is gonna be a dog fight, but I like Russell Wilson. Besides Lamar, I just like Russell. He's a great quarterback. You know, I like great. Man. And I like DK Metcalf. I like some of y'all players, but I feel like Seattle defense is suspect. But it's going to be, I say Seattle 21-14 because I like Russell Wilson. I don't see no 21-14, so I'm going to go ahead for now. It's going to be a more high-scoring game. 49 is going to put up more than 14 points. You said 21-14, and I'm going to tell you why, Corey. You said 21-14 on the 29th-ranked defense. Coleman is coming back. And I'm not even just talking from a 49er perspective. The 49ers, the 49ers have so many formations they use to run the football. Jordan Reed is coming back this week, they say. Corin Williams is back. And Tevin Coleman is back to help out Jermichael Hasty and Jerry McKinnon. 14 points is what you're saying. You're saying you like Seattle. So you're saying Seattle's going to score 21 and the 49ers are going to score 14. 49 is going to put up more than 14 points. I'm going to be real with you. Because it sounds like that's what you're saying. You're leaning towards them. 
I'm looking at this, man. I'm looking at this little chat. This um, this some facts, man. Cal Shanahan has been successful against Seattle since he's been in since he's been with San Francisco. Even with losing seasons, he's been successful against Seattle. The 49ers' offense is ranked sixth in the league, but a lot of ends well. Kind of like the 49ers finally got their sales back together, healthy on the, the, the offensive end. Defensively, they've been injured. We look at majority of both sides. They're sixth in the league in offense. The 49ers are sixth in the league in offense. The Seahawks are 12th. The defense is 11th. All those injuries, and they're still 11th in the league. Defense for Seattle is 29th. Passing, you know, the 49ers run the ball a lot, so it's 13th. And, of course, you know, Russell Wilson throws the ball a lot. So throws the ball a lot. He throws the ball a lot, so it's 10th. And, of course, you know, the 49ers run the ball a lot. So, rushing is fifth. And rushing for Seattle is 13th. Which means Russell Wilson is the and only reason the Seattle Seahawks are 5-1. Because, you know, he knows how to get the balls to those guys. The defense can't stop nobody. If you look at every game he had, I'm going to tell you in the last five games, man. I'm about to um, tell you that now. All right. Against the Patriots, the Patriots put up 30 points against Seattle in Seattle. And they lost. Because I'm a firm believer, and I'm going to tell you the end of it. Again, if Russell Wilson has the last possession outside of last week, they win the game. So you can't give Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson the last possession to win the game because he wins the game off that last possession because the ball is in his hands. Now, if it's not in his hands, they, got, they, they can lose a lot more games. Pages put up 30 points against them, although they won 30 to 35. And the defense actually said, you know, we could get one stop. Cowboys put up 31, and they put up 38. The Dolphins, although they lost, put up 23 points against Seattle. The Vikings put up 26 points, and they end up squeezing it out by one point. So when I go here, man, it's like it depends on the possession. If the 49ers can control the possession of the game, the 49ers will win this game in the 12th man. With no 12s, the 49ers can win unless they actually let the fans in. But from what I know, I don't think they are. The 49ers can control this game with the running attack, keeping the chains moving, and keeping Russell Wilson off the field. That's why I go with Don't get it twisted. I got number of respect for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is incredible. If he can pull the season as a great season, he'll win the MVP. But you know the MVP comes down to wins and losses too. Not just stats, but wins and losses. So if he can get to the NFC Championship or something like that, he could possibly win the, um, the MVP. But if he can't, it's like you're putting too much on him. The 49ers defense is getting back healthy. They're young, but they're also getting back healthy. They're getting back Jimmy Ward. They're getting back Quan Williams. And they're getting back Quan Alexander, which I think Greenlaw probably going to beat him out eventually. And Quan Alexander going to be bye-bye next year. So I'm saying, like, on a team like that, you know DJ Metcalf going to be very, very, very good. You know that's one of his targets. The 49ers don't have a pass rush this year. But what I do know, they have a run-stopping defense right now. Even with the D-line, they can stop the run. Like, can they pass rush? It might not even be good to pass rush somebody like Russell Wilson. So now you're forcing him to do some things and get the ball out quicker. And I've seen some things that happen. 
So with the team getting healthy, San Francisco 49ers getting healthy and get a few pieces back. Hopefully they get Debo Samuel back because last time we went to Seattle, Debo Samuel had a pretty good good night. But now you're getting Jordan Reed back, you're getting Kittle. The defense is in trouble. It's all about who can control the game and possessions. Whoever controls the game and possessions is going to win the game. That's pretty much what I got for that. Um, now we go to let's go to college basketball, man. You've been talking about college basketball a lot, so let's hear your thoughts on college basketball. What you think? I'm gonna leave the floor to you, and I'm gonna leave it to you, and I'm gonna kind of listen to your thoughts on college basketball and where it's going there this year. Who's your picks, and who you feel is gonna do something? Oh man, I, you know I'm a tall here. That's another thing that I love to do, but I feel like we just not there. We're going to be better than we were last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to pay homage to Baylor, Baylor University, man. They got a kid, um, Freddie Galinsky. Um, I'm going to pay homage to UK because Kyler Prairie, uh, Kansas. Of course, Duke because Jalen Johnson, man. Jalen Johnson, man, he's the real deal. And they got Jeremy Rose. He's another kid from D.C. area that people going to learn about. That they said with Ford, I know myself. Jeremy Roach, he's he's gonna be something like y'all have with Nolan and Quinn Cook, but he's gonna be better than Quinn and and um Nolan and um and um. But J- Jeremy Roach is the real deal. Cable Love is um for our, for the Tar Heels point guard. But he's good, but he got he's I compare him to John Wall. But Carolina, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be ranked like 14. But Gonzaga got a kid named Jalen Suggs. He's the real deal. Um, Caden Cunningham, even though Oklahoma State, they can they ain't gonna be able to get in a tournament this year. But Caden Cunningham is gonna be the number one pick in the 2021 draft. He's that good. Um, Evan Mobley for Southern Cal. Remind me of Anthony Davis. He's he's from Compton. He's a great, great ball player. Um, the Big East. Villanova, even though Sadar Bay going through the draft, he's another kid from D.C. area. He's getting ready to work out. He should be a um, first-round pick. But Villanova still got Justin Moore, another kid from the D.C. area. And they got um, Lester Earl's son, um, um, Jeremiah Earl Tillman, Villanova. For in the Final Four, I have Villanova, Baylor, Gonzaga, and my sleeper. I forgot Greg Brown for Texas. Brad Brown gonna go down just like is you remember when Texas had Lamarcus Aldridge? You remember that? And when they had Lamarcus Aldridge, Greg Brown is that good. He's gonna be goes down as one of the Texas up there. Like, I'm not gonna put it with my boy KD, but Greg Brown, he's gonna be another one of the Texas. Chaka Smart, if you don't produce this year, you gotta go. Um, um, who who else uh, you got me? Um, who else? Um Tennessee. Rick Bond got something special going on back in Knoxville. They got a kid down Jalen Springer for Charlotte. They got a kid, Keon Johnson. So <laughs> six, seven. I mean, Tennessee, Florida. Got a good, got a good one. Um, um, but I feel Virginia, but I got Virginia winning the ACC because Tony Bennett. And they got um, they got um Sharif Abdul-Rahim's son coming in. Um, they got Huff kid. You remember the Huff kid that we played when we coached the AAU? Jay Huff, he's an NBA player. The six eleven white, white boy. You remember him, Brian? Mm-hmm. Dern, um, from Dern, played for Dern. Um, he played with um Varga Academy. 
He's there, boy. I got um Virginia. Syracuse, what door door is it for New York? Door New York Johnson. He ain't coming in to next year. That's another y'all need to watch out for. But it's a cat that I met when I was um and um when I went to New York, I met him. He named Isaiah Washington, people. He's uh, he from Lincoln Project. Uh he from Harlem. He's the real deal. He was at Minnesota, but Minnesota did him dirty. Now he's at Long Beach State. He started the jelly fan. Um he started the jelly fan. He, he he's at Long Beach State. He's the one that people need to watch out for. All these players that I'm telling you about, these are future NBA players that I feel like they are telemade. And I feel like what college basketball is doing, because these boys are good. I ain't saying nothing about Brandon Boston for UK. Um, I ain't saying nothing about Keon Brooks. I ain't Michigan State got rock, rock, rock. Tom Izzo, they reloaded. Reloaded. Kansas got Marcus Grant. Um, um, who 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 else? T oh Texas Tech got Shannon. I forgot about Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a powerhouse now. Texas Tech is a brand um Bill, Chris Bill got Texas Tech rock. That got that Shannon, Shannon, he's the real deal. Um, it's so many, but far as the ACC, Atlanta Coastal Conference, since we're on the coast. But I'm all about college basketball, about players, about basketball. But I feel like Virginia and Duke, Carolina will come in third because with Anthony Harris coming back from the injury, he's another D.C. kid coming back. He's been injured. He's been hurt. So, But we got a must depth, and but we're going to be the best rebounder. I compare this team to we're going to be one of the best rebounding team in the country. We got Garrison, got Dayron from Winterville. We got um the boy from Richmond Barcott. We got Walker. We should be legit down, down. But it's the shoot. I want Black Leaky to perform like he was when he was in high school. Cause when when Leaky came out of Concord, he was ranked number six in the world. But he came to Chapel Hill. I don't know. I could pray him to Theo Penn. But with Duke, Duke. I hate to say it, but Duke, Duke, Duke. Jalen Johnson, Wendell Moore. Like I said, Jeremy Roach. Um. Matthew Hurt, you got y'all got um the boy from Virginia, um Wim, Mark Wim, y'all loaded, and you know, but it's gonna be a great time. I'm ready for November the 25th when college basketball start. But my final four and my national championship is Gonzaga Bulldog, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is the real deal. He's not spooky. He's the guy's the real deal, and they got everybody back. And Baylor got their whole team back. People forget Baylor went to the Final Four last year. They got their whole team back. They got Freddie Gillespie. And what they doing in Waco, Texas, is, is going something to I got Baylor, Gonzaga, Duke. I got Duke or Coach K, man. I feel like Jason Johnson, man. Jason Johnson is the real deal. He's the real, he's the real, he's the real deal. I got Duke. And I have to say, Jawan Howard got something going special going on in Michigan, too. But I ain't gonna sit there and say they all get through the yeah, Jawan Howard's a new um basketball coach in Michigan. I forgot about it. Michigan, he got something going on too. He just got a big commit this this um the, today. The commit from Duke. Yeah, from uh, yeah. Mount Verde, right? Mount Verde down right. in Florida, right? He got, he got the boy. He from Canada. Um, yeah, but he um he was down at um Mount Verde. Um, that's yeah, where Doc Rivers went. Um, the Sharp kid went from um Carolina. Um, yeah, he just yeah, he just committed the um. Just come into Michigan. It's a great time to college. I don't know what what drawing how in a soda drink. How a person don't want to go to 
to legendary Duke. Not just I'm just joking, but I'm saying I get it. The talk game, I don't know. I don't know what Jawan Howell put in on to this kid. He probably so this kid he gonna be one and done or something because that like because he went to Michigan. Plus, you know, Jawan Howell been around all those pros and he was coaching, man. He was coaching even the Miami Heat when LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Bross was there. So like, even though he was there, he was like more of a coach. So that dude when it sold a dream. That's the that's the crazy part about recruiting, man. Is like you can find a way. You do whatever it takes to get the player. Yeah. All right. That's all it does. It's all about talk game. I mean, uh, about the player. But with Jawan Howard, you forget that he got Terrence Williams too. Terrence Williams from Washington D.C. and he got the um, the boy that played at the Mountain. He's doing some great things in Michigan, man. He's doing some great, he's doing some great things in Michigan. And um, as college basketball. But watch out for them. Like I tell everybody, this is mine, Gonzaga. I'm a Tar Heel, but Gonzaga Bulldog, Mark Frick, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Jalen Suggs, Kaden Cunningham, Evan Mobley. These are these are young young dogs. Um, um, Brandon, Brandon Boss, Jalen Johnson, Dion Williams, and oh, in Arizona State, got um Patrick Christopher's little brother. He's the one that done. This is it's. With the college game now, I love it. I love I love basketball. But in the day with the college game, how it is, how these boys, I mean, these boys, these young boys now are very good, Brian. I'm not gonna say that like LeBron. I believe that. Now my next question to you is Corey, why I got you here since we talk about college basketball. How do you think they're gonna handle this COVID situation? Are they gonna handle it somewhat similar to what the NBA did and put them in a bubble? Or they just gonna say, you know what, we're gonna try to figure it out. And we ain't gonna have no fans in the stands. Think about, I'm looking at it like this. Think about a, a a Cameron Indoor Stadium with no fans. Like that's the effect of Cameron Indoor in college basketball. Like, how do you have this situation? This pandemic, we don't know what's gonna happen or what's gonna happen further in the future. But can Duke be successful with no fans? This is what Cameron Indoor is about. When you think of Duke basketball, you think about. The Cameron crazes yelling, oh, to now, like, no fans. It, it don't even make fun for college basketball. But go ahead. But I think what they're going to do, I mean, with the pandemic, I just hope it get back. But I don't know about the fans. They haven't came to agreement with that. But they want to do the bubble light. But it's so many teams. You got 353 teams in Division One basketball. So what Ooh. they – going to be what they probably do just cut down on the games and had them doctors and stuff testing the boys like they did every day every day because they want to get back playing they they start they they started college um um they started practicing in the game the first game was on the 25th November. so i hope so because with a scout and with the nba people they're not seeing these players like that you got to go online so now it's really hurting the NBA game because they can't see the greats like Kay Cunningham, the Evan Mobley, um, the Brandon Balls, the Jalen Johnson. They got to go online. And people now, what the pandemic is really sad for sports. But in the day, I think they'll figure out anyway. And then the college is losing money too. They losing money because some of the college, like ECU, they cut some of their sports program down. Right, right. I was reading up on that because, but then again, you know, you gotta look at like football and baseball are really the only programs. I can't let me take that back because basketball actually getting a new coach from the the, the coach from um, the golf 
Florida Florida golf course. He he brought in some stuff, but like I get it. But if you ain't got no money coming in, because see, ECU can bring in money when it's fans and fans like coming to see other teams. But when you ask them to like do a lot with no fans, ain't nobody coming to watch ECU. Football wise hasn't been the same in a while. Football wise was dominant. Basketball has somewhat dominance. ECU baseball is really where the dominance is at. So if you tell somebody they can't come to the games, who can watch ECU play? Like, the only reason they're buying tickets right now in the moment in that area is because you have huge sponsors who do a lot in Greenville for the university. And you say no fans, anybody can watch no ECU play. I'm just, just like Deion Sanders was saying on his show, anybody got time for that? Like, nobody's not going to watch them play just to watch them play with no fans. Like, they're not watchable, but they're watchable when you got fans in the stands and the environment is cool. But they say somebody going to watch them play against, let's say they're playing against Alabama, and they came to ECU. Everybody. Anybody can watch that without no fans. Now, if you say we can allow fans in the stadium to see them play against Alabama, oh, yeah, everybody in their mama's there. Regardless if ECU get blown out. They just want to say, I was there at the game when ECU got blown out by Alabama. That's where we're at, you know, that level. So I, I get it. Like, ECU, it's ECU, but, man, I mean, they play against some good teams. And do you have some biased people? You know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go here, Corey. I'm going to go here. Have some biased people graduated from there. Now, you have a few that don't be biased or not, but everybody want to make an excuse because ECU is this and that. ECU, it is what it is. If you, All that matters, like, morals and principles. Principles matter. Wins and losses matter. I don't care how you dress it up. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. It ain't no black. It ain't no medium part when it comes to wins and losses. Cause that's how coaches get fired, Corey. That's how ads get fired. That's how recruit recruiters who recruit these players get fired. At the end of the day, people want to know about wins and losses. Sponsors may sponsor, cool. If it builds their business, but if they lose it, like hold up, who gonna watch y'all? Who really gonna watch y'all? But if you didn't build this camaraderie or this 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 group where like if you win or lose, then yeah, we still gonna make money from sponsors that's coming out to help, you know, ECU. But they really help ECU because they're probably saying ECU plus some good teams. So this will get the eye on us. But it doesn't neglect the fact that they're still losing games. And that's where I'm at. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, don't be biased, even if you graduate from there or not. Don't be biased. Because at the end of the day, if you can't win, you can't win. That's the problem. That's why they're losing people. That's why they're losing stuff. If they was in this COVID and this pandemic and they were winning games against the best competition in the country, it wouldn't matter. They still would have what they had. It comes down to wins and losses, and who gonna really view them? If they can't, if they keep getting smoked or beat up or blown out, nobody gonna watch that. You ain't gonna watch CCU, and you know that you're from Greenville. You're not gonna watch them. They keep getting beat. I'm just giving an example. I'm not saying they got beat this way, sixty fifty six. Are you gonna keep watching ECU, knowing you and you, my boy, you my brother? Not by a law school, but you like my brother. You'll probably laugh and say, "Prime time, them boys need some work." They need something down there. They need Jesus in ECU in Greenville. I know you. You'll probably say that. You're fine. You are. Yeah. 
getting old though. Good, but I respect ECU so much. I respect it because you know that's home. But I ain't never been no ECU fan, so I been grew up in that area. But I already know how ECU. That's a baseball, like you said. That's a baseball school. But the football team was good too. But I worry about the basketball program. Like the basketball, I had homeboys from that played there. And I mean, from we from the same hometown. They played there back in the days. But that basketball program for ECU is terrible. So I'm like. The football and basketball, but the basketball football player, they can't keep the coach. They should have kept Ruffin Manil. Now he at NC State. That's crazy. But I don't know. I'm not a Pirate fan. I respect it because it's the Ville. But me personally, I'm not a Pirate fan. But I respect it because I grew, I spent half of my life there. But at the end of the day, I'm a sports guy, but I just know how ECU is. And then it's hard to recruit them people too, Green. I mean, Greenwood compared to Chapel Hill, compared to Riley, compared to all the compete. So that's why ECU have a more. If you know they football players, they got more football players from the Virginia area and the DC area more than North Carolina because mm-hmm. after the kids from North Carolina, the big time, the ones that never they ain't want to go there besides John and John was from Greenwood, but. He should have went to Clemson. But my thing is, the more of the story, it's hard to recruit the top-notch kid from North Carolina to come to Greenville when you already know you got Alabama. You, you're not going to really go there unless they guarantee you a house, a crib, and, you know, so it's than that. But that's why if you look on ECU football roster, half of their football player is from the Tower area. They got a couple, but ain't too many. They ain't got they ain't, they ain't got nobody really from the two fives except the boy from Farmville and the boy from Pineside. And both of them red shirted. And the quarterback for Greenville, Holton. Holton, I forgot Holton. But see, he got the ECU. Everybody saying he was this and that. He didn't just been rocked, but I said, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> I like him, but I don't know. I don't know he's getting to the league. I don't know if Holton. Right, right. I, don't, I think he's going to go play up there to Edmonton or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. I don't see no NFL talent on that team. Unless the offensive linemen with they skill players. Matter of fact, they play they play in a few minutes. It's just easy you they change too many coaches. <laughs> they change it to Friday night instead of Saturday now. That's you basically saying. Yeah, they play in the nine o'clock. They play in the <laughs> <laughs> playing Tulsa. You know I'm gonna watch it. It just they change too much. They should have kept Ruffin Manil still hope. With that being said, we're gonna cut off the ECU. I'm just tired of the the ECU conversation. We're going to high school basketball, man. I seen some on Hoop State Network. They're talking their talk. I get it. Nothing, nothing bad. They're saying they put up an option of best duos. I'm gonna give these options, and you let me know who's the best duo. Do you give me the real options, the raw thoughts that what you think are options? All right, they got Hair Giles, my fan, Brandon Childress. Wesley Christian Academy. Do they have J.P. Mormon, John Newman, Greensboro Day School? Oh, man. John Wall, C.J. Leslie, Word of God. Quay Parker, Dennis Smith Jr. When we were coaching AAU, we saw all this talk about them. Whew. We may not have had a chance. We ran into them, but we were to try. I ain't going to say that, because we could have probably still defeated them. They probably just highlights. I don't know. But them guys are NBA talent. I just had to throw that out there. I'm joking. Play with the Knicks. Quite possible. I know that. I know, man. I'm joking, man. 
you know, good way they can beat our team, our AAU team. Um, no disrespect to the players listening. Kobe, Keisha, and Langley, UNCG, they both play at UNC Greensboro. Shaquille Moore. I like Shaquille Moore and Josh Hall. Josh Hall in the draft. I'm up, uh, hold on, Brian Leggy. You said I can break it down. I ain't, ain't finished. I had to finish up the um, I ain't finished up the um the choices yet. Hold on. Carter Witt, Jalen McDonald. I like they from Riley play at Leesville. Carson McCorkle, Cam Hayes, and Corey Gisler and Dante Tatum. Now you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Super one by one. Go first, first. Do the first. I'm gonna break it down all the way. Harry Styles, Brandon Childress, Wesley Christian Academy. The Academy, that's out of um high point. Uh, Wesley Christian Academy. That's where Theo Pence come from. And Keith Gatlin. Oh, uh, he from Greenville. He used to coach there. Now he's high point. That duo was something special. Brandon is your people's. There's Randall's son. Um, Harry Giles in the NBA. He was one of the best big men. I seen in North Carolina since Chris Wills caught. Have a job. He was like that. Have a job like that. But when he went to Duke, you know, he went to Duke. He stayed hurt. Right, that's true. We didn't really get to see his real potential because he was so hurt during that time at Duke. And the only time he was fully healthy was when we played him in the ACC tournament, and they won the ACC tournament that year with him healthy. Brandon Chisholm went the way forward. I guess he can really go overseas. I hope he ain't thinking about the NBA. I know, I know that's your favorite. <laughs> he can really go play in Europe. He can really play in some. So you think he'll stay in Sacramento? You think he's over for him in Sacramento? Your people, I'm talking about Brandon Chisholm. Oh, man, he, he's, he's already in that area. He's already overseas playing in Europe. I already know that. No, Hammer Jones is a free agent. So they talking about he might try to go to the Lakers. He's a free agent. Now, how about y'all going to be in the NBA for a minute? He's a hell of a rebound. So that duo is okay. But keep going. I'm going to do every last one of them. I'm going to tell you who the best. J.P. Morgan and John Newman, Greensboro Day School. John, both of them was good. Both, both, of, them, both of them went to low D1 next, next duo. Dang, go ahead. <laughs> Wrong thoughts, people. Wrong thoughts. John Paul and CJ Leslie, word of God. It's a favorite. I swear to God. That duo, word of God, they had word of God and Riley, they had a mom. They had John Wall. They had CJ Leslie. They had Bishop Daniel. They had Desmond Wells. That whole starting five was D1. But when CJ Leslie went to state, I had so much high hopes for CJ Leslie and NC State and Riley. I don't know what happened, but him and that John Wall, man, that duo in high school was a monster, man. That World of God team was a monster. Like John Wall, CJ, you could, they were hard to deal with. They were hard to deal with. They had the whole state on smash. That's all them. They, right, were, right. they had the whole state on smash. Both of them, John Wall and CJ, Lester, both of them were high profile, high profiles on um, high school. Both of them. So that duo, that's. Keep going. So they were better than Quay Parker and Dennis Smith Jr. Man, that's another one. Dennis Smith, that was good. <laughs> See, Dennis Smith was like that. He's the best thing come out of Fayetteville in a while. Since oh. um, he's the best thing. I thought Quay Parker was going to be that guy because he was above the rim. I just knew, like, when he went to Tennessee, 
he was gonna be that dude that he ended up going to AT, North Carolina AT. Yeah. And of course of the uh the pandemic right now. So I'm like, he was the man at AT still. But I'm like, Tennessee AT. Yeah. Then I also say to myself, like, I thought he was gonna be actually in high school better than Dennis Smith Jr. But I remember rest in peace so Dennis the Lowe Jr. Dennis the Lowe Jr. used to tell us, even when he was assistant on our AAU team, he was like, young fella. Dennis Smith has the real total package. He was like Quay Parker was just athletic. I just hope with Dennis Smith, I hope in New York that we were just talking about him the other day. I hope he get a chance because since he left and left Dallas and went to New York, the trade and he's a great. I don't know. Dennis Smith is the real deal. If he get a jumper, he can be like something like the Westbrook. He can be something. He's that athletic. I mean, Stephen he, said that on first take. He said that well, Russell Westbrook is the most athletic point guard he ever seen. Yeah, yeah Westbrook is the best, uh, most athletic, athletic. But Dennis Smith, I'm telling you, as North Carolina man, mm-hmm. he, he just need to get a chance. He haven't found his name. even though he in the NBA, he getting paid. He's the going. I just don't want him to go down like Reggie Bullock. Keep going teams to teams to teams to teams because we already know Reggie Bullock game. He gonna still stay. He play defense. But Dennis Smith can start for an NBA franchise. I can, you can't build around him, but I can. I see him start. He's not a backup to me. Like, you know, he's not a backup because the Knicks got him playing behind the boy for France. Frank. I, just, I said to myself, Dennis Smith way better than him. But NBA though, NBA, NBA. But him and RJ Barrett would be fine. But you know, the Knicks terrible. But I just hope Dennis get a good deal, man. He can start and Quay Parker. He's going to go overseas. He's playing with the boy for farm for him and Tyler Mays, the back for in um, um, A&T. So um, I'm all for them. So, I mean, Quay ain't going to the league. They, I just told they could probably go overseas. Fever, baby. Yeah, they're going to Fever League. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. All right, so we got Keyshawn and Kobe Langley from UNCG. Low major. Low major over there and low major. Both of them. <laughs> I guess that's next subject, huh? Baby, they go to FIBA. See, it's a different than the NBA, FIBA, and yours. You know what I'm saying? They can ready to go to FIBA ball, go play, go over there and play FIBA ball. That's where they at. The scout, NBA scouts don't know about them like that. Unless they put it on like that. Don't get it twisted. UNCG. My homeboy for Grimmel played at UNCG. But UNCG is official. It's D1. But dang, you know what I'm saying? When you talk about them big dogs, you know what I'm saying? Now, who's the next one? When you talk about them big dogs, you got to be a fisher. Shaquille Moore and Josh. I like that duo. Shaquille Moore at State. Josh Hall supposed to win the state. He's in the draft. So they played at Mario Prep. Both of them. Shaquille Moore, he's a dog. But he's going, he going, he going to state. I don't know how um, Kevin Keefe is going to use him, but he can ask him play. I see him and then the boy. Um, they got another dude going there. Cam Hayes. They're Cam Hayes. I see them. Then the other boy that played at Farmer Center, he coming in next year. State backcourt gonna be legit for the next two, three years. It should be. But how they go, man? Everybody, every everybody transfer and they don't really stay like that no more. You know, that's the only thing about college basketball. They got so much transfer, and somebody might not get no playing time. They leave. That's the only thing I hate about college basketball. They transfer, but I love the recruit. I love it. I love college basketball. Carter Witt, Jalen McDonald. 
the white boy tough. Call the wit tough. He played for Leesville Road. Um, Leesville Road, same high school that Anthony Richardson went to. Um, um, that went back in the day when I was two. He went to Florida State. But um, I like that duo too. But Carter Witt, that white boy tough. He remind me of uh, the white boy that's going that was you remember the white Iverson, Matt McCool. But um, he's gonna be at Texas Tech. He just got eligible today. Um, Carter Witt's gonna be official, man. I thought ECU gonna get him, but he said hell to the no, no. That's spooky. <laughs> I think he's going to wait for us, right, Brian? Say it again. Who going away for us? I think Carter Witt. he committed to wait for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Going to wait for us. So he said, he said, I ain't going to Greenville or whatever. I'm going to wait for us. Learn from Chris. Don't know what that sound is in the background, but you know, stop that because um, you gonna um, tie our, our viewers um ears off with that. All right, but go ahead. Yeah, but Carter Wood, I like the way that way he can play. He can play. He's two. He got handles too. He got handles, too. He got handles, too. But as far as North Carolina High School, we have so many. I can go on and on. We have so many. I ain't finished, though. I ain't finished with the list. Because I want to um make sure after this list, you give me a different list to, like, where, like, who you think should be on this list or who you feel like is really in the category of discussion or conversation. Um, Carson McCoke, Cam Hayes, Greensboro Day School. Yeah, Cam Hayes is going to stay in Carson. He's a white boy. He can shoot that thing. He can shoot. He can shoot. I think Carson that I want to say he did one. He just committed somewhere. He did one. But Cam Hayes, he had, he going to stay next year. They 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 seniors. He going in. He going in with the um, with the boy for farm. Oh, he. Man, I think Cam Hayes there now. I think he in Raleigh now. But he's a good ball player. I like Cam Hayes. Six three can shoot that thing. He, he he's a team player. He's gonna be fine. He's solid. Last one I got on my list is Corey Gensler and Dante Tatum out of Cary. Yeah, Dante Tatum was like that for Cary. But you know, when you playing Cary and stuff, boy, you know, I'm a bunch of white boys playing ball, so you know you can get yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> you go with the, with, the, with, the, with the white boys and all that stuff. But it's cool. Cause I love it. I love it on Raw Miles Sports. So you get the concept so who's, who's not I guess you can get thirty. You can get thirty with ease, you know. But carry, carry, I. But that's a he. I remember you told me that when you said when Zion Williamson was playing down in Sparsburg, he was like, "Man, he ain't playing nobody." Then he get a dude. You like, oh my god! I ain't even think he could play because of the competition he played in high school. I guess that stuff sometimes could be like an illusion to you. So like, when you think like, okay, this kid might not. And I thought that too, but I thought I knew Zion would be good because everybody been talking about Zion for years. But when you with Spartanburg Day, I mean, the whole he was the only black thing. I I'm not I'm far from racist, but I feel like you know Zion, you know competition matters to me. But he went to the ACC. You see, he making millions of dollars with New Orleans. I like Zion, but and they got Stan Van Gundy there, but Zion better get a jumper though. You better get a jumper. <laughs> hey, oh my God. Who's the coach staying on New Orleans? Is it a new coach in New Orleans yet? No. Yeah, man, good. He got that job. Boy, boy he's so old school. He ain't gonna. He not gonna ask Zion to get a jumper. It's gonna be like he gonna, he gonna think about Patrick Ewing. He gonna turn him into like a Sean Kemp, really old school wise, and Patrick Ewing. But let me take that back because I look at it like he's an old school coach is back getting back into the game, 
And then I think with Stan Van, you said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. No, oh, oh, hold on, Corey. My fault. I thought you were talking about Jeff Van Gundy. Never yeah. mind. Stan Van Gundy, you all right. Stan Van Gundy, you better know how to shoot the ball. Jeff Van Gundy, I was thinking about the old school. Because I ain't going to this right here, but I shut myself up. I was like, oh, you talking about Stan Van Gundy. Never mind. Stan Van Gundy, you got to be able to shoot the ball, pick and pop. Jeff Van Gundy is straight old school. So, but I'm going to tell you, you now, Stan Van Gundy would be perfect for this young team, man. I don't know what else it's going to bring, but it's a young team that you can build with. That's the reason why he took the job. He probably like, man, it's a young team. Are we going to win a championship right now? No. Are we going to win this championship next year? No. But he knows his philosophy can possibly get them in the playoffs and do something. Because once LeBron James leaves, his style, those young kids in New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, can do something later on when LeBron leaves. I don't know how long Stephen on Clay going to be there. But, man, he got a young group. Ingram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you got a shooter like J.J. Reddick who played with him in Orlando. I want to say, I want to make sure I'm right. Orlando. Then you got Josh Hart. These guys can shoot the ball. Zion, but I think this offense will fit him perfectly because he may not ask Zion to shoot the ball. Maybe Zion can probably can. He probably like, look, Zion, I'm going to put a bunch of shooters around you. They can shoot the ball lights out. When you get your isolation, that's all you need. That's what I'm thinking what he's going to do with him, Corey Baker. I'm thinking like he's going to say, Zion, you get your one-on-one matchups with me because I'm going to win those one-on-one matchups because you'll be so isolated. I respect the shooters. That's what I told somebody, too. I said, I like that because he's going to really – Zion is a monster. It's just the thing with Brandon. Now, if they got to resign Brandon because really, Zion, Sam Van Gunn, he's he going to lease Zion. Zion should average a triple-double this year, man, coming up. He should average a triple-double. It's just a fact. As they still in the West, though. But I will, I will, I'm ready to see them young boys. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. So who do you got in this high school of North Carolina that you think that could possibly be in this list? Or somebody you just going to just pick from this list randomly? Um, the duo that I think North Carolina basketball. I've seen them all. I've seen them all. I've seen them all. Man, been so many duos. Um, Kenston had some good duos. Um, they had some good good hoopers out of Kenston. Um, South Central had Dayron and Shasha. Um, they, that was a great duo. Um, out of South Central, that I like that duo. Um, um, the boys in Farmville, they got a little the little guards. Um, with Baby T and um Justin Wright, John, what, right, they got even though they're Farmville Central, they got a little something good. That duo was fine. They won state championships. Um, oh man, um, Raleigh, um, Raleigh had, um, um, Durham with MJ, uh, with Durham, with Durham, um, um, MJ Rice and MJ Rice, he's ready, Brian. You need to follow this kid. He named MJ Rice, he's from Durham. Matter of fact, he's just leaving. He at Oak Hill now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Him and the, it's the guard. I think the guard's, a, I think he's like a I think he's like a sophomore, a freshman. He's the real deal. But MJ Rice left Durham. Now he's at now he's at Oak Hill. He's at Oak Hill. He said he's tired of being. He want to play better competition because they were playing at um damn prep school in Durham. Prep school, but MJ Rice, he's the real deal. Um, Fairville, you got um Greg Grant, um Josh Newberry, 
that that dude was good. Josh Newberry, he at Louisville and grad at Providence. Um, your boy that played at Duke, um, Joey Baker. He, you know what I'm saying? He had a, there's been so many duos in um, North Carolina basketball, but Charlotte, um, Charlotte, just Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, they got all nothing. They got more schools than this area, but they got the most duos. I think Charlotte got the most duos. Charlotte and Wake County, man. I, I put them up there with the DMV and the New York. I feel like them guys can compete with the D.C. New York guys in Chicago. I really think so. I think they got straight hoopers. I think they got hoopers, man. I think so. And and for it got to be something for Mikey Williams come from California to North Carolina. And I'm telling everybody, North Carolina is on the rise when it comes to North Carolina from basketball. Because whoever thought that, because North Carolina always been a football state. It's a basketball state because of Tar Heel and Duke. But with high school, I'm telling you, it's getting ready. It's getting ready. It's getting ready to take off. It's getting ready to take off. And you look at the NBA. North Carolina got a lot in the NBA. In the NBA, North Carolina have a lot. It's in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? And I wish that it can grow. It's growing like in the two five two area. That's why I try to pay homage to keeping them guys like that. They do so much, but two for the area that we grew up in. It's very small. So when you come from, you know, a small area, it's kind of hard. You just got to outwork the ones that's ranked. So the one that's ranked, they've been ranked. It's just like when you go to D.C. and New York, you already know, like, like Isaiah Washington, the kid I told you about earlier from Harlem, from Lincoln Project. He's been ranked since he was in the sixth grade. It's just when he went to middle school, he got exposed. So he was a, he's a New York guard. And he fell for the okie doke, just like Sebastian Terrifier. New York City had him so high. They had him so high, so he went to college. You know what I'm saying? He told me he went to college. He thought he was going to be the man. And he only averaged like seven points. Now he at Long Beach State. Um, it's hard because he's been so telemade all his life. But with North Carolina ballplayers, I feel like North Carolina have dolls now. Like, we got some serious talent coming on in the North Carolina area, man. I'm like, for real. It's just a we. I think it's time for us to get a we. The only superstar we ever had in North Carolina was Chris Paul and John Wall and Brandon Ingram. Now you got Bam Bam, Montrez. Now it's it's coming, man. But the favorite, the, the duos, man, been so many. But them duos with naming was great. But I know so many. I know a hundred that was great. And I've been covering, you know what I'm saying, North Carolina. I mean, been watching basketball all my life. That was that was good. I mean, that was great. That was solid. It's just they didn't go nowhere or they went to the wrong school or they got in trouble. But but that John Wall and CJ Leslie, it's so it's so many. It's so many duos that were great in high school basketball. And I just feel like I just feel like that like the talent here is is growing. It's getting there. Then you got AU and then Back when we was praying, from when I know when I was praying, we didn't have no network like Hoop State Network. We didn't have none of that. We had some damn cassettes. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have these kids now. We didn't have no scout focus. We didn't have that. So I was like, damn. When I was in D.C., I saw all of them. When I came down back down, now you got like people doing it down here now, and it's growing. It's going because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have no damn scout focus, and no exposure count. 
unless you was good. Now you was good, you went to five star, you played all across the world, but now they got camp basically in every city now. Every camp where you can go, it's all it's more easy to get exposure to go to play college basketball than it is back in the day. That's just my story. But duos are fine, but the kids now are more developed now. They train, but right. train battle. They got some of the best trainers in North Carolina now, and I put them up with the city guys and and stuff like that. Sit, sit, stuff that I have witnessed all my life. I'm like, it's it's, it's getting to the level like people gonna really know about North Carolina basketball, not because of North Carolina Tar Heel or Duke when it come to high school. When it come to high school, because every scout that I ever talked to. And I deal with basketball. First thing they say, um, when they find out I'm from Pitt County area, first thing they say now, what former center guy? I'm, I'm like, oh, they got a mob over there. Now I'm like, and I didn't go to former center. They're like, <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, the whole state know about former center. I didn't go to, you know, I went to eight, but I'm like, damn, now everybody know about former. I'm like, former center. I'm like, it is what it is, you know. But that's just that's just what's going on. I definitely get that. All right, man. We better um wrap up this show, man. Um yeah. we better wrap up this show. Um the NFL picks the usual, man, will be due. Okay. Well, let's go. Uh, um you ready for this? You ready? When you put it out there, do the whole show too, man. What you say? You do it, put the whole show up there. You want to put like three minutes up there. Look, look, look. This is a great show, man. Um you got to do that for reasons. But anyway, we on air right now, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so NFL-wise, man, NFL predictions, your picks. Vikings versus Packers? Vikings versus Packers. All right. going with Green Bay, man. Green Bay. Yeah, I got Green Bay. Titans versus Bengals. Oh, Derrick Henry, baby. Got that right. He about mad too from last week. Colts versus Lions. I like Colts, man. I like the Colts, man. They need to get Phillip Rivers need to come right in. He need to go right back that way. He come from Alabama, man. He's done. <laughs> uh, but I think, I don't know, man. I like Matthew Stafford, man. I just hate he in Detroit. Like, yeah, I, if he was somewhere else, he'd probably could be a top five quarterback, like really. But he's in Detroit. You know how they, I think Detroit got that black cat walking around all the time. You believe in rooting, don't you? <laughs> no, I don't. I ain't studying. Um, Steelers versus Ravens. You already know, baby. 209 Russell Street, baby. 209 Russell Street, South Baltimore. Yeah, I got the Ravens, baby. 209 Russell Street, baby. I got Packers, Titans, Colts, pretty much saying Ravens. You pretty much gonna say Ravens. Rams versus Dolphins. Rams and Tua Luka getting ready to get eight alive. <laughs> I got Rams too. Pages versus Bills. This one we may be different there. Man, I hope I hope Cam Newton redeem himself, man. Even though Justin Elliman hurt, but I like Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton. But I'm gonna go ahead and change. I'm going Buffalo. <laughs> right, we were on the same one there. Ravens, excuse me, excuse me. I said it wrong. Raiders versus Browns. Cleveland Brown. Who? Cleveland? 
I like Baker Mayfield. I think he got something to prove this. So for I got I got John Gruden out coaching the Browns in a good battle, but the Ravens pull it off. Chargers versus Broncos. Chargers, I like Justin Hubert, man. I think he's gonna be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, Saints versus Bears. New Orleans, Drew Brees. Really, Chicago Bears ain't really got nothing but a defense. Right. I could, I could press Chicago Bears to Atlanta. Are they in? Are they in Chicago? For what it looks like, I thought it looks like they in Chicago versus the Saints. So, are they in Chicago? I think they in Chicago, but I'm still going to Saints. Okay, with that case. Khalil Matt, Chicago, windy city, windy weather, Saints surpassing team. I'm going with the Bears on this one. Now right. after that, I'm going with the Bears. Okay. 49ers and Seahawks. You my dog, boy. I love the rest of West, man. I got Seattle. It's gonna be a dog fight, though. As what the, as what people say, Corey. You know the vibes. San Francisco with no 12th man to help them. And a finale. Well, it's not a finale. Let me make sure I got it straight. I want to make sure I got the right name. Make sure I got the right games and stuff, man, because um, I don't think it's a finale. Oh, no, it's not a finale, but we already know we're going to go in. The finale on Sunday Night Football, which shouldn't be Sunday Night Football, which I get for the 49ers, they play Thursday night, so it wouldn't be fair to, like, put them on primetime Sunday and then put them on Thursday Night Football. Cowboys versus Eagles. I hope I'll be celebrating for the Ravens win. I hope I'll be – I hope I'm going to watch it. I hope I'll be – I hope I'll That's right. I don't even know if I'm going to watch that game. I might turn on a movie. I hope I fall asleep. You know what? I probably watch with a nice Netflix movie in. <laughs> well, you tough. <laughs> I watch one of these Netflix movies. One of these Halloween. Matter of fact, for that, I probably watch Michael Myers Halloween. I'm <laughs> watch Michael Myers Halloween. All Halloween. I'm not watching no damn Cowboys. I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm watch Halloween. I'm going to watch a Michael Myers. I'm gonna watch them. And I'm gonna watch Michael Mouse, scary movie, one and two, and Jason. I'm gonna watch all of them. So who wins this game, man? If you got a choice. Philadelphia. And uh, you know, and you know who that is. No Monday night, it didn't even matter because I didn't even have it on the list. It doesn't even matter. Well, it doesn't you? matter, right? Because Buccaneers versus Giants. Giants might, man, Buccaneers might put up 50 against the Giants. You don't do you know who the Cowboys quarterback gonna be, right? Dinucci, Dinucci. That dude, that, that the quarterback. It'd be surprising this sucker mess around. Not sucker. Quarterback game would be the owner of Jin Jin. That's the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback for study. <laughs> he gonna be like beef and broccoli. <laughs> Who is it? Boy, it's funny now, boy. You is funny. With that being said. We know you got Philly. We know you got the Buccaneers versus the Giants. With that being said, man, thanks, boy, man. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I know you're a busy guy, so that's all.
this off for my school. Well, no. You guys have a great night, great day, whatever you listen to this.